You say you'll never join the Navy. Never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or break the sound barrier! Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Learn why at Navy.com. America's Navy. Forged by the sea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sauce with Kenzie's Haler. Today, I have a very special guest. Sir, will you please introduce yourself? And tell everyone what you do for people who do not know. My name is Seth Gamble. I hear your wife's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a uh, male performer, actor, and director. And um, my wife's name is Kenzie Taylor. <laughs> and uh, she has a podcast called The Sauce. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally here today. Finally. I didn't think it was ever going to happen. It honest. wasn't, but there's so many requests and, you know, you gotta, gotta please you guys. I understand how they feel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh... For the love of God. <laughs> so, so, okay, Seth. Anyway, how long have you been working in the industry for people? Obviously I know, but tell everyone who doesn't know. I started in the adult industry in August of 2006. So how many years is that today? That would be... You do math. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I think next month will be 16 years that I've been doing adult film work. Now do that in dog years. How many dog years? <laughs> 16 times seven. You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, do you ever get sore? Wow. It's a lot of dick slinging around for 16 years. I think I, yeah, I got sore for many years. I mean. Sometimes it still lasts, but usually uh, not really anymore because I'm more selective on what I do. So um, I don't really have that issue as much as I used to. Define being more selective. You're selective with who you work for, who you work with, or what type of scene you do? All the above. Okay. Yeah. And you're contracted to what company? I am currently contracted to Gamma Films Group. And um, I also am a director and uh, associate producer for Wicked Pictures. And uh, insert applause sound here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, it uh, yeah. So I I do a lot of work over there. You know I work alongside Axel Braun a lot with that. We we, you know, collaboratively are trying to um, you know keep the brand, you know, to the heights that it was and and make it better than it ever was. And I think we're uh, slowly succeeding at that. And hopefully we can continue to do that. And, you know I have the opportunity to work with a lot of great directors as a performer and um um who are your favorite directors or people that you look up to that are directors um there's a lot you know but i would say that probably at this current stage um my favorite directors are obviously axel braun um brie mills caden cross uh, i did something really cool for casey calvert recently awesome. um yeah, those would probably be my favorite four. Uh, when it, but there's all different types of what we do, right? So mm -hmm. when it comes to like gonzo porn, which I also enjoy doing as well, I, I like working for Chris Streams. For people who don't know, the term gonzo is just all sex. There's no plot, dialogue, anything like that. It's literally just, hey, we're here, we're fucking, and there you go. So Yeah, it's about like, you know, a very <laughs> like intense type of scene, mm -hmm. a little more aggressive. And uh, it's pretty much just... You know, I think it's the most ath sexually athletic type of porn that we do, 
would be that. Uh, you know, obviously it's not, there's that no or BDSM in my opinion. Yeah. You know, I think BDSM maybe, you know, a lot of people are kind of, I, which I also did for many years, which is people are usually tied down. So there's not much movement from an athletic perspective, but I think on both parties are moving. More. It's athletic on, I mean, my perspective as a female, you know, when you get like tied up and bound and stuff and you're stretched in certain positions, you're like, Oh God. So it's almost like a yoga for you, huh? Like a stretchy yoga? Like a yoga that's like forced because you're tied. Forced <laughs> like, stretchy yoga. Yeah, basically. Dot com. Basically, you feel like Gumby afterwards. Oh, wow. And you have rope marks for a while. But Gumby it's porn. Fun. The next trend. <laughs> what do you think people misunderstand about um, you most uh, with being in the industry? Not you as like outside because you're a very complex person. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Um, what do they misunderstand the most? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know me. I, I don't really think. I try not to think about too much about how other people think. Um, I, I have enough that I think about. So. Um, I, <laughs> why is that? I, you know, I have a very busy mind. I'm, uh, I wonder why that is. I have an obsessive mind. I have a mind that likes to obsess. Mm. And I have to constantly find ways to make that mind less obsessive. Or channel that obsession into things. Yeah, like all of the work that I do. And, like and working out. <laughs> working out and uh, writing and figuring out different ways to be creative. That's been a big outlet for me. So it's been really helpful. Um, but how do people really misunderstand me? Like who? Like I, I Can you be a more elaborate about In that? In general, the society that looks upon us and... In porn, what do people understand about uh, misunderstand about you? Misunderstand about the industry, maybe like things like that. Um, I think the general thing that people misunderstand is, you know, and what I've noticed. I only can talk about what I noticed because I don't really. It's not really a subject I think about too often, but uh, if I had to put a finger on it, it'd probably be that you know we're just you know fuck toys and we don't care about you know, the human experience and we don't have a human experience. We're not very human. Mm. It's hard to humanize us. And uh, on the other side of it, as a fantasy, do you want to see us humanized? So it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting, di you know, dichotomy that we're in. Cause it's like, do we want to show people the human side of us or do we want to be the fantasy? So I think that's, that's such an interesting thing to think about. Right. Cause what's important that the whole world humanizes us or the people we're around humanize us. Pretty interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> aside from that, what, uh, what motivates you like every day other than your awesome, amazing, phenomenal, beautiful, strikingly just so cool and gorgeous wife and two awesome Frenchies. You hit the nail on the head. That's it. Yeah. What motivates you? <laughs> that's, that's all that motivates me. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, you know, motivations are, you know, building us a future. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, honestly, one thing that really motivates me is the fear of being mediocre. That's always been a big motivational factor for me. Of being mediocre? Yeah. I have a fear of in being life mediocre. Or it's my in only your fear career. in general. Okay. I don't like so just being, life. I don't want to do anything average. You don't want to be a basic bitch. Yeah. I don't want to be no basic bitch. No basic bitches allowed in here. Well, yeah, I just, I always like everything I do. I just want to be a little bit better at it the next time, you know, 
And if I didn't do something right, I want to learn from it and move from that. So I always try to look at everything I do as like a one thing. And then I look at that thing and then I go, okay, so how could I have been better in this situation? And it's, it just never dies. It's an inspiring feeling. And also, you know, when I was younger, I, I was an athlete, like I played sports and stuff like that. So I always have this like competitive drive within myself of competing with myself. So it's this constant need to be better every day. And I think that's a constant motivating factor for me. So yeah, that's what motivates me. Wow. <laughs> Every time I ask you a question, your answers are so beautiful. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, continue on. <laughs> yeah, no. um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So would you say, um, you know, directing and now being named associate producer of Wicked and stuff like that, it has made things um, a lot more difficult on your end? Or has it made it more challenging in a good way? Or... I love it all. I mean, look, it's a new challenge. It's a new thing I have to balance. As I said earlier, I have an obsessive mind. So I have a very easily, I could very easily just hyper focus and be very stressed. And I've done that as well during the no period way. of time. And, um, but you know, it's, it's, I love it. I, I, I freaking love it. I love every second of it. I just, you know, it's just learning that balance is just a constant, you know, lesson and trying to do that the best I can. But I think it's great. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's constant elevating myself and and changing the way I do things and trying to be better. And I think this is just another step in that direction. So, you know, and I have, you know, for, for that, for everything that I've done, you know, I have Axel to really thank for that because he's really pushed me a lot. Like he's motivated me a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the man still sits, you know, on his own content as long as he can and picks out every little thing that needs to be better in his mind and that's inspiring to me and mm-hmm. to be around that on a regular basis is inspiring to me and I, I I constantly get inspired to be better because when you're around someone who expects as much of himself as he expects from you 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 can't be mad at it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it's 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 inspiring to be around inspiring people and then you know having someone like Brie who's super creative and I'm get to be around her and she's so creative and yet so organized at the same time so I get to learn from that right and then everything I do I I'm just constantly trying to learn something new from something you know I I guess I'm a, like I love learning I love learning new things about something I'm excited about or same. so it, it, that's really important to me and I think that we're learners yeah <laughs> well having that you know having this new position and being able to do this stuff I get to be creative in a way that I never did before is you obviously know I, I did make music. I am a creative person. It's something that I always did. And Let's hear a little uh, little diddle. Nah. Come on. Nah, no. That shit ain't free. Come on. That shit ain't free. Come on, Gamble. Yeah. Not free. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so what, uh, I mean, I, I obviously know, but this is for people listening that want to hear us talk. Uh, what uh, projects are you? <laughs> what projects are you currently working on? I mean, obviously, I know you can't say too much, but you could, I guess, give somewhat of a glimpse, maybe. Well, I just uh, deranged is fully out, starring the wonderful, amazing, method acting, beautiful, forthright. No bullshit, Kenzie Taylor, <laughs> and uh, Tommy Pistol, the all incredible character actor named Tommy Pistol, and um, I really believe it is the closest thing to a work of film art. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it's amazing. I think it's an amazing adult film. 
and mm-hmm. I think it also tells an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Um, I've chosen um, to tell my stories a series. Um, I feel that it adds more elements to characters. Um, as a person that has been a force as an actor in my industry, because I'm very fortunate, you know, that I've learned and had the time to go school for that, and also had time to do something. A lot of projects that I've been, I mean. I can't even, when I look back, it's just kind of unreal, the type of projects that I've been, you know, assigned to do and and to be the lead in with the, you know, there's a lot on that. You know, mm-hmm. when you're being put in a lead position in a, mm-hmm. in a major feature in our industry, that's the biggest budgets that are spent in our industry. And when you're in that lead position, it all lays on your back. And, and that's that's a lot. And, you know, you both delivered for me on a, you know, on such a high scale and um, I'm just so. Avian, <coughs> actress, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Seriously though. That Do you know what you want? <laughs> Do you know what you want? Um, but yeah. I would, I would rather win best actress than performer of the year. I think it'd be phenomenal. You know what? I just am so impressed by what you guys pulled off in this movie, regardless of <laughs> any the, nomination is uh, is an honor. But re- continue, regardless of the the result. You know, the journey was amazing, and um, and then after that, I um, I decided to shoot. I have this other concept that I love is I do these visual storylines. And what are they called? We, me and Axel, we joke. We call them Fonzo, but I think I'm going to start calling them Vonzo. Why? Because it's a visual Gonzo. Yeah, but you already title. I mean, you are you guys already. Came yeah, but that's like our inside thing, right? We call these. Why do you call it a Fonzo? Break that down. Well, because basically it has the elements of a feature, which are telling a story, but it's telling a story in a visual way instead of with words. Okay, and so explain to people what that might mean. It's a lot of teasing, but also playing music, but you can tell what's happening exactly, and then it leads into a sex scene. Yeah. So how I do it is in a way that like you know, I I guess explaining both genres would be the best way to explain it, right? So a feature tells a story and there's a sex scene, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's a storyline based scene, it tells a sex scene, whatever. A gonzo scene is more of a, you know, you're aware the camera's there. Uh it's it's more, you know, even the way it's shot is different. It's more one camera based. It's very there's a lot of movement with it. It, it you the 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 performer, the female performer in the scene will acknowledge the camera. So I wanted to find a way to combine the two because they're my two favorite genres in this industry. And they're also the two things that I feel that I, I've always, I wanted to be one of the performers that could, to, 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 to excel at both. Mm -hmm. So when I first started directing and I directed the red room, that was kind of the goal. So I was able to tell stories where the way I shot things or the way that the shots came off was I was able to tell these stories with music as opposed to, uh, a lot of words and then be able to find ways that it made sense that the character or the female actress in the scene would break the fourth wall. So then once the sex started, it made sense that it was that the woman was acknowledging the camera. So it was a way to combine the two. How difficult is it choosing that music? Why don't you let everyone know? Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. You know what I mean? <laughs> you guys would never even realize how difficult it is to choose music for like two minutes for something it has to be just right. No, I mean, I'm sure all the different moments and stuff. Yeah, but I'm sure it's not difficult for everybody. It's difficult yeah. for me because I'm a perfectionist and it has to be like a certain way. And um, that's just how I operate. I don't know how to do things other ways. Um, but, you know, that's, I think, what has helped me excel and also caused me uh, 
an immense amount of stress in my life. So it has two, it has a pro and a con, you know, but, um, so that was pretty much what we just chose to do, uh, what I chose to do. And, uh, you know, Axel has supported it, you know, and, and the company has supported it and it's, you know, the first one did very well. So the second one we shoot, we, we shot, uh, for wicked, which you know, I directed and also performed in all the scenes is called money. And basically every scenario, every, which is releasing next week. Yeah. It releases next week. Uh, check it out. Guys. Stars, Wicked.com. Ivy Wolf, Kenzie Ann, Vanna Bardo, Anna Claire clouds and uh, violet star and myself in all the scenes. And we, you know, the stories we're telling are based on money and greed to a per se. And, you know, I, I think one of the things with my uh, Fonzo line that I really try to impart is I want women to feel empowered. The girls that work in the scene to have this powerful effect. And I want that to be a big thing because, you know, we were talking about earlier and I can segue back to that is there is a societally societal belief that, you know, there's a weakness to getting into our industry. I, mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that has been a, a thing. So it's like, oh, you know, you're weak. You want to go, you know, suck and fuck for a living and all this other shit. And it's not true at all. Like there is a handful of people and a big majority of people that are working in our field that literally just enjoy sex and being a performer mm -hmm. and telling stories in a sexual way and and they thrive in this environment and they do really well and they become really successful and they're actually kind of happy. So um, that exists. I know it's hard to believe, but it does. And I just want to do that because I feel like on my sets, I want, I want all the female performers to feel like, you know, they're important. And I feel like well, telling stories I mean, this way. They are. We uh, are. You are. And you, but you should feel that way too. And there should be, you know, I it's feel It's not like, like that on all sets. So yes, it's very much appreciated. And I'm sure that all the girls that are on your set feel very appreciated. And, you know, and they get nice little gift bags at the end and some swag. It's pretty cool. Not everyone, you know, does that type of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think coming from a talent perspective, it's important because it's like, it doesn't always feel that way. A lot of times mm -hmm. you just be like, thanks for it, man. Here's a check. Yep. later bro bye hey man i'm gonna leave while you're showering see you later yeah you know so <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to do little things that you know maybe make my sets a little more fun and you know everything's consensual and beautiful and we have a good time and we walk away with a not feeling bad or but feeling really great about what we did you know and that's something that's mm -hmm. always something i've loved as a performer so i'm just taking into the things that i liked and trying to bring that into my productions so do you ever get like exhausted because you talk so fast no. Like, I feel like if I was you, I'd be like, <sighs> I don't think I'd be able to breathe. <sighs> okay. it, it never ceases to amaze me. I hear this every single day, but it's still, it's, it's crazy. I, my nickname for Seth is Chatty Kathy because um, he's a very chatty Kathy. But it's something that I also it's love one of about them. him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I pretty much just call you babe. That's basically your own Yeah, that's name. your name, too. It's just babe. Hey, babe. What's up, babe? That's pretty much, I hardly ever say your name. Unless I'm unless we're mad, we say each other's names. It's like, you know, when your parents, like, says your full name when they're pissed. Yeah, ew. I hate that. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. <coughs> well, you, your name is your real name. My name so, is my real name. My yeah. first name is my real first name. Yeah, I yeah. wish I would have used mine. So... If you could live anywhere in the world, Seth, where would you live? I'm just fine in California. Yeah? I love it here. Okay. Do you like to travel? No. What do you do for fun? Gym. Anything else? 
I go to like I meet friends and talk about fun shit, and I like see. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. My favorite. You guys, thing. please comment on this and tell Seth take Kenzie on a vacation once every three months. Look, I just even if it's three days or four days. I look, I just sent. I just did. <laughs> I just for your birthday did. You know. Give a nice gift. Yeah, but you were you weren't traveling. It was just me. okay. So here's the thing, yeah. and I I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, what is it that I really enjoy? What I truly enjoy is like connecting with people. I love connecting with people. I love conversation. I, I love that. With people when I travel, and I also connect with food. It's phenomenal in different places. No, I agree. So I agree good. with that. I agree with that. I and just I you love food. You're I don't like a garbage disposal. I don't dislike actually when I get somewhere cool. I, know, I don't you like hate going the, to yeah, that thing. Well, it's not that you hate going. You're just. I, you are literally probably one of the crabbiest people ever when it comes to being at an airport and sitting on an airplane. <laughs> yes, no, she's not wrong. I, I do. Um, I don't like traveling. I don't like the act of it. I don't like going to the airport or like he won't even rushing go to work the in airport. Vegas, you guys, I, I don't. I don't like any of it. I, I hate it. I think it's an unnecessary amount of stress that I don't need. And I love California, so I'm not really strip, tripping it. But I am. I am going. I am been the last year or two been more uh, open to to doing it, even though that part of it is not my favorite. I have been. Yeah. So that well, is. We did go for. We just had our anniversary. It was one year married and six years together, and we did go to Santa Barbara. We did not fly there. We drove. <laughs> but it was like what a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong and with you, that? No, and you were cool with that. You're like, oh, we're in California. I'm, I'm fine. But if to leave, no. Yeah, once in a while, it's cool. I like, like doing here, travel. Here's money. Going. Go to Mexico for your birthday. Get out of here. I mean, we did live in Hawaii and travel all the time back and forth. I know. I feel like we mainly traveled, though. It just felt like we were hardly there because we were just always so tired from the traveling. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's that's the, a half see, that's hour the part. Flight. That's the part that's tough. It's like even when you travel a lot, like you come home and it takes you a few days to fit to, to get right and stuff yeah. like that. Just and that's the time changes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. When it's, I think also when I got sober, too, like my life I feel the best when I'm in like a routine so you know when I break that routine it's just harder to get back into so what's like, your current routine what do you do what's your morning routine when you wake up what's the first thing you do I mean if if you asked her she thinks I just get on Twitter but the truth is is that I don't oh okay I don't I actually I actually I, when I'm in when I'm at my best I, I meditate in the morning and mm -hmm. I'm I, I do some gratitude in the you morning you guys want to know what he really does he opens his eyes and he rolls over and he goes oh, good morning you're so beautiful i just love you so much and i just oh i'm so happy to be with you you're <laughs> so great you're gonna have a beautiful day because you're so beautiful what it's actually I true that's what, what i do <laughs> what can i do what can i do for you can i give you a hug i'm gonna make you breakfast in bed babe you are the crankiest <laughs> person in the morning this is true. You, I'm like, the, you can't I even talk the, to you in the morning. I'm the devil until I have caffeine. Like, I'll be like, hey, babe, I'm leaving for work. What? <laughs> it's like, yo, like I just was saying bye, like chill out. And then I'll leave and she's like, you didn't hug me goodbye. I'm like, yo, like what do I do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I am <laughs> Satan in the morning. But like once I have either a cup of coffee or energy drink or bang or something like that, I'm fine. Yeah, she's true. Until then, yeah. like. Don't talk to her. Do not. No. There's horns. Not at all. Just wait. Sticking out. Just wait. I've learned. Don't wake her up. That's terrible. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad. Unless I ask you, unless like the day before, I'm like, hey, wake me up tomorrow at seven. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay. Yeah, then sometimes it, then that it's works. fine. No, it works. Yeah. 
If I tell you to wake me up, it works. Not if you didn't get a good sleep the night before. You're like, yeah, That's never mind. True. We'll go. I sleep. I sleep I, I've been. Ga- I gauge it pretty decently. I'm like, ah, uh, no. Or yeah, <laughs> today's a good idea. <laughs> That's what marriage is, guys. It's compromising, learning each other and your partner. Compromising. And, uh, and understanding. If, when anyone ever asks, hey, what's one thing you could tell me about being married that's different than a relationship? Um, Nothing. Compromise. There's way more compromising because you're stuck with them for life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I honestly, I never, I honestly never, I see the same, I, I think it's the same thing. I think you just have that, um, I think when you get married, there's like more of a, there's a, there's more of a trust of, hey, this is what we're doing for real. Like, it's just that, it gives it that stamp of a for real. I, I would love to hear, like, I'm not going to obviously talk about, because I've already, I think, told the story of how we met and stuff on here, but I would love to hear, though, you were so adamant, no, I'm never getting married, never, Blech. and then all of a sudden you're like, I love you, you marry me. I just got what? older. I mean, it's what, what? Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> it's just the age. <laughs> uh, you're 34 uh, now, and you're older. like, okay. Like, you know what, at the end of the day, too, like... <laughs> I mean, to be completely frank with you, like I didn't, my life wasn't easy. Like I had a lot of shit happen in my life and relationships that went very poorly and Haven't we mar- all? marriage to me for mar- for a very long time wasn't something I found to be imperative. I thought it was, mm-hmm. you find someone who you trust and love and be with them and this paper isn't going to really change that. And to some degree, I still feel that way, but I also feel like, you know, it was the best thing we ever did. Like, you know, I love you and you're awesome. So. Yeah, but what made you change your mind where you're like, I never, and then you did. Like, what was the one thing that was just like, okay. Um, What was the one thing that was like, okay? Yeah. Well, we had some, I we, we spent a little time apart. Yeah. And I felt like, I think we both felt that like, you know, we tried the other way and I felt that we realized that we're good together and this way this is the only thing that makes sense uh, we're good together well no i think it, it, i no i really think and i just i i knew when we spent time apart that i was like yo i want to spend my life with you and i thought like you know what and i know that marriage is something that was really important to you and and to be honest we got into it and when we had our wedding i was like mind blown by how much it made me feel i was like super emotional i will say this to everyone and it's not a lie I did everything for the wedding. The only thing Seth did was, obviously we paid for it ourselves, but um, he did the food tasting with me. Other than that, I literally did the invitations. I did all the decor. I designed every single thing. Would have there ever, would there have been a different option? And the entire day was, (laughs) no, I'm saying this in a good way. Like the entire day, like everything was perfect. Yeah. Nothing was wrong. Everything was, it was literally the wedding in my dreams. But like, I feel like that's just, you know, the wedding is like, that's, I feel like every little girl that, you know, wanted to have a wedding, they had this vision of what that was and like, why, yeah, and I got who to is, do mine and who is the husband or the, the fiance to step in the way and be like, no, we should do it like this. And like, I'll, no, but some people have like, you know, their husbands or wives that are, are like, let's do it all together. And like, Yes, I am a perfectionist as well, but a different aspect than you. I kind of am OCD about things. Yeah. So yeah, but I I like doing that type of stuff. I like organizing, and you can vape in here if you want. Oh, cool. Um, 
I just don't exhale in the mic. It's not ASMR. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. Well, she was, you were saying about wedding, how you organize everything. Yeah. No, truthfully, I think that would like, look, at the end of the day, you enjoy doing that. I was saying that. it in a good way. I wasn't saying it like, oh, no. you didn't do anything. Like, no, I was saying it in a good way of like, I had the wedding in my dreams, basically, is what I was Yeah, no, and that's why. I'm that's grateful that you wanted to, you know, get married to me. That was important I, to me. I wanted you to have I'm the wedding in your dreams. A dumpster fire, so. But dumpster fires are fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, I know now you don't really get embarrassed, but what is a, one of your, what's your most embarrassing memory that you can recall? Where you were like mortified. I can't think of one. No? Not really. Okay. I mean, there have been days at work think. that I didn't, that <laughs> things didn't work the way I wanted to them in the past. No, and that was I'm pretty not, embarrassing. I'm not talking about work. I'm just saying in general, like it, things from like when maybe when you were younger or something. I can think of like several of mine. Like there's got to be embarrassing moments. Yeah. This girl one time in like elementary school, like just randomly kicked me in the nuts in front of everybody. That was pretty embarrassing. That was embarrassing or painful? Both. It was embarrassed of pain. <laughs> okay. That's pain, it. Pain. That's what you got for me. That's what you got for me. I'm trying to think. Embar I just embarrassing. Um, embarrassment isn't like a. I know. That's why I was saying. From it's a hard question for me. Damn. Good job. I have Damn. so many. You're good at when this. I was younger. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope so. This is like the. You should really do a podcast. It's a great idea. Holy shit! Uh, wow. I'm impressed. Uh, where are you from? Where am I from? Yeah. I think Earth. No, <laughs> you're from Florida, correct? Yes, I am from Florida. Where at? I was born in Hollywood, Florida, and I grew up mostly in North Miami Beach, Florida, and then till I was about seven, and then we lived to move to um, Fort Lauderdale esque Florida, and then more of a north of that Florida, um, and then uh, I then uh, I then decided to uh, take a field trip to New York for a while uh, without um, parent consent. Mm. And I lived there for a while. And um, then I came How'd back. How'd that go? Uh, it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It was really dangerous. Yeah. And uh, and You're just, like, doing your fucking thing. You're like, fuck you. Well, yeah. Fuck just, you, mom and dad. I, like, I wanted, I, you know, I didn't, I felt like, I felt like I didn't really grow up in, like, upper class neighborhoods in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to New York, I decided to go to even a lower class neighborhood than I already lived in. And I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like it taught me a lot be honest with you like about the you know there was where i lived there was like really 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 tough like it was a tough place to live and it was there was a lot of crime and crazy shit and it just showed me what a different side of life was even worse than there is you know and i don't know it's good to see that type of stuff in life because it's humbling i wouldn't change mm -hmm. anything that's happened in my life though yeah so i mean yeah so i went there for a while and then uh after that i moved to california actually when i was 16 i lived in uh el segundo california and when I lived there actually was the moment I was like, I want to live here. Like, I loved it. I was like, this is the best place ever. The weather's amazing. You know, I just loved California. And then um, uh, I came back from there. And then uh, I think after I came back from there, uh, actually, no, I'm wrong. I went and lived in El Segundo when I was 17. And I was came back when I was 18. Was this when you looked 18. like a porcupine? That almost. Okay. We're, we're almost um, to that point. If anyone doesn't know, just... Google Seth Gamble, like 2008, he looked like a porcupine. There's actually scenes called the Pine Master, the Porcupine Pine Master, because the director at the time used to call me Porcupine. 
yeah, it was pretty fucking ridiculous. So, um, but my name back then for, for when I was, when I first started in the industry, I, I was with Bang Bros. They were my company I was contracted with. And, uh, it wasn't Seth Campbell. No, it was Dimitri Long. It was a terrible name. Yeah. Who made that up? <laughs> they did. Okay. I, I didn't care if I had a name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I actually at the time was a male dancer. I did like bachelorette parties. I know. Bachelorette okay, parties. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, also put in the comments how I deserve a lap dance. I've never gotten one ever. I I've heard I, about you dancing several times. I've never gotten a lap dance. Never even seen any type of See, my hips dance. used to move like Shakira. They don't anymore. So I, I kind know. of <laughs> feel like it's all a sham. Like, I feel like it didn't really happen because I've never seen it. No, anything. no, it happened. I mean, you've heard it from other sources. So you know. Yeah, happened. I've heard it, but I've never seen it. Well, so. it's because you have to pay for a private party. It's like a whole thing. You know well, I, mean? I live with, with the private party, so. <laughs> it's true. You do live yeah. with the private party. So, um, yeah. Yeah, maybe at I some point. I want to put yeah. some genuine pony on, like. I don't know. It's, I don't know. And then maybe you'll just, like, start dancing. I mean, that song's, like, really played out for the stripper community. You know? Okay, maybe I'll do. Um, I think it's been stripper canceled. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do. Uh, hmm. Who did you dance to, by the way? Like, what was your favorite song to dance to? Someone you can't dance to anymore. R. Kelly? Because they've been canceled. Is that R. Kelly? <laughs> yeah. It was actually, I was like, damn, I can't what listen song? to this guy anymore. Uh, it was called Imagine That, actually. Ooh, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah, but it was actually- That's a sexy one. Yeah, but it kind of is whack. I mean, it sucks that he's such a piece of shit, you know? Because yeah. he had some good stuff on Musical.ly, but then you listen to him and then you hear the man and you're like, damn. Yeah. What did all this really mean? I don't know, but I kind of do. <laughs> Fuck. What's the first job you ever had? Oh, I can. That's an easy one. I was 13 and I worked at a flower shop. Mm. Yeah. Did you steal flowers and give them to girls? No, no, I didn't. Did you? I just did the thing where you like rob people. You know, the little, you know, you know, when you get flowers and you put the little like. It's so bad. I worked at one. I don't remember this shit, what they're called, but the, the little, little, they're like pieces of ribbon. No, they're like the little white things on top. It kind of like makes like the floral arrangement look a little more plump. I guess white things. Yeah, on there's top. like it's like a it's like a it's like a a plant that has like a little like white thing. It's like you know what? Okay, like the foam piece. thing? No, no, it's actually like a. Like oh. a um, I don't. I can't remember what it's called. Oh. Anyway, we I would just put the put a lot of other. Baby's flower breath? flowerly yeah baby's breath okay. there was a bunch of like you'd put the stuff in the flower arrangement i would do stuff like that so i would help like baby's breath dies really quickly yeah yeah i remember one time yeah. because when i was like 14 my first dance that i ever went to my mom used to be a hairstylist and she did me and my cousin's hair and we had like these ridiculous like updos mm. that's when i had braces and she put like baby's breath in our hair and like by the time we were almost done at the dance, like we went to the bathroom and I remember looking in the mirror and it was like all dead. So are people just coming up to you and like blowing your head because you had baby's breath and they were like, I'm going to make a wish. No, it's not one of those. Know, That's a, what is that? What are those things called? Those are weeds. Is the, it the little cotton ball no. things that you blow? What are those? I don't know. I can't think what they're called. We wow. sound really smart right now, by the way. We don't know. What the we fuck really we're are about. intelligent, but I don't know flowers. Yeah. So, so uh, that was my first job. Anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You also worked at Grand Lux Cafe. I worked at Tony Roma's. Tony Roma's. I worked at an Ca asphalt milling. Canera. I worked at. I did asphalt milling. You know what that is? Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy because that's like a very like 
hard, manly job. I literally did that because my girlfriend at the time said I was bougie as shit and I would never do a job like that. You are bougie. But I literally did it just to prove that I could do it. Because that's how I operate. Petty, everyone. Petty. Oh, I'm like, Look up the definition. Oh, trust me. I I, 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 I pull back from being... I, my dream is to be 50 Cent Petty for real. Like, he is the ultimate amazing amazing of petty. Like he him. He's petty in a way that I love. Like <laughs> He's a clever petty. I just want to put this out there to the public. I am a huge 50 Cent fan. Not just his music, but as a human being. This yeah. man is like... He is amazing. <laughs> like, this guy is just like... He just got everything down. Mm -hmm. And his books are dope. Like, you just... You know, it, it's, uh, you know, anybody underestimating a person like that is a moron. Mm. I would love if you'd pull your phone out and we can look at the last thing you Googled. I think that would be really funny. The very last thing that you looked up on Google. Do, 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 do. And don't make it up either. If you go to Google and you click on it, it will tell you the last thing. Google. Mm -hmm. And you click. I didn't look up any of this stuff. It's all trending. Oh. I don't know. I I I close my Whatever. I I empty my history. So Why is that sneaky? I'm not being sneaky. I just do it because it's Mr. like too sneaky. much. It's too much info on your phone. Just in general. Mister Sneaky. What did you last Google? Do you remember? Probably something about wrestling. Yeah, or like something about, because I was watching, like, I don't know, I went on a weird kick of watching like weird documentaries, like unauthorized documentaries. And there was one on like Madonna and David Bowie. So I was probably looking up like their albums or something. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? So let's see. Hmm. If you won $10 million tomorrow, what would you spend it on? And would you quit working? No. I wouldn't quit working. Okay. That'd be boring as shit. Oh, look, I have a bunch of money and I don't do anything. Well, usually when people have that much money, they travel the world. No, if I had $10 million, I would just start investing in different places and creating more businesses so I could make more money. Mm. You want to know what I would do? I can probably take a guess, but sure. Pay off all the debt we have, uh, buy us a house. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd obviously do With a badass backyard that goes on for miles. So the yeah, I, don't, I mean, we don't so have the doggy, like the, I mean. the, No, I know, but I'm just saying. So the doggy door can be open and the dogs just roam whenever they want. Yeah. No, cool. I mean, a given, if I had $10 million, like, we'd get a house. Like, that's kind no, of I a know. given. But, well, that wasn't in your answer, so. But I mean, in general, given. it's like if you have a large sum of money, you want to invest it and make yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. You know? And then investing. I would definitely invest in some real estate for sure. Yeah, so $10 million really ain't that much, to be honest with you. That's true. It's like two mil for a decent house here. <laughs> yeah pretty crazy so mm. i'd probably start my own company with that much money what are some things that you do to take care of your mental health to remain successful in your career and centered in your life <coughs> um gratitude list meditation i go to 12-step meetings um what happens when you don't do those what, what else do you do i turn into a psycho I mean, it's kind of like what happens. I mean, I just turn, you know, I, I think the, the one of the biggest expressions in our world is uh, I turn into a restless, irritable, discontent human being. Mm. That'd probably be the best way to explain it. So, and then that's how I start figuring out that uh, I need to uh, get back on the beam. Back on the beam? Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of an expression. You know, get on the beam, get off the beam, hanging on the beam, around the beam. I'm... 
tippy-toeing on the beam. Uh, when is the last time that you did something for the first time? Stumped. He's stumped. I'll tell you mine. I went to Santa Barbara with my wife. That was the first time we did not. We went there together for your mom's birthday two years ago. But she was there, so it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. No, it's Next, the two people. We went there. Just me and you. She was there, so it's the first time we went together without my mom. <laughs> okay. So that's the first time. Stupid ass. Okay. <laughs> mine was true. going to Mexico. Because i never been oh, there yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've I, I probably eaten at a restaurant I haven't eaten at before recently. Something like that. Uh, that doesn't really count. I'm talking about like exciting things. Not like, oh, I went to this new McDonald's they put in in Burbank. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously directing. Something that I never did before and I did. Yeah, but I'm asking, when is the last time that you did something for the first time? For example, last month was the first time. I'm not saying you did this, but it's the first time you've ever done a gangbang scene. And you're like, oh, last oh, month I did a gangbang scene. Uh, I did a... Um, if something like that work-wise i did a triple anal scene wow that was interesting r.i.p to that butthole <laughs> yeah no. your face right now yeah no that I'm was just kidding. that was the I think first I could time. do double anal i've never tried it but i think i could yeah i did what that do you think? i was like i think if you put your mind to anything you can do it you know no but do you think i could do double anal is what i'm asking if you believe it you'll receive it <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite or most expensive item you've bought lately? Oh, that's easy. Obviously your my new car. Yeah. <laughs> what is your new car? I bought a twenty twenty three Land Rover Defender. Even though it's still twenty twenty two, but that's pretty badass. My car's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing it doesn't have is massaging seats, but other than that it has everything else. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty cool. I'm I'm loving it. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would you want it to be? Being a good person. Yeah, that's about it. What's something you haven't gotten to do yet in your life that you really want to do? I don't know. There's not really nothing I really haven't done that I want to do, but... I'm excited at the prospect of new things. Okay. What's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? And why is that your favorite place? My favorite place I ever traveled to is... Hmm. Jamaica. It's definitely my favorite place I ever traveled to. I thought you were going to say Japan. No, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't really get to experience Japan because yeah. it was like a was there working right? it was a shooting situation, so I really didn't get to experience it. That's how I felt when I went to Australia. Yeah, I would like to go back not working so I can actually do stuff. Hmm. Would you rather have more time or more money? Time. So you want to live to be a hundred, and you don't care if you have hardly any money. Well, no, it's because with time I can make money. Touche. So, Aren't all right, let's do a little. You. Let's do a little saucy Kenzie Taylor interview. Okay. Saucy Kenzie. Go on. I'm listening. So, what are your next? What are your goals for the next five years? 
For the next five years? Yeah, what's your five-year plan? Like, what's your goal? I don't usually look ahead that far. I usually try to, like, stay within a one-year range, but I definitely would like to do more films. I definitely want to do more feature films. I really like acting a lot. I'm really passionate about it, and I wish that I could do more of that. Um, I would like my podcast to grow, so more, you know, listeners, viewers, and then I'm able to get, you know, sponsorship and able to have more people notice and more people want to come on that I really would like to interview because there's like even more people out there that I haven't got to reach yet. Um, what kind of people? What do you mean? Like what kind of other people? Like not just adult film people, obviously. I've seen you interviewed a couple of people that were yeah. in the industry, but like are there any specific type of people you really want to interview? Um, yeah, I've seen quite a few different podcasts of people that I would like to interview them, but I feel like they don't, they won't take me seriously yet because I don't have millions of who's your wish list views yet. I don't want to disclose that at this time. Just tell just say it. I mean, maybe they'll hear it and be like, all right, I'm down. I want to get on the sauce. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Mm, no. Anyway. Um, and then I just want to continue Saving, hopefully we will, we will be in a house within the next like year and a half would be fantastic. I'd really love that. And maybe get like three more French bulldogs. Wow. So then I can have five, which is what I want. Five. Why five? Because <laughs> that's like the best. Five bulldogs. Yeah, the best. Right. We'll never sleep. It's the It'll best. never have the. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Frankie sounds like that. Benny doesn't sound like that. Yeah, but if we have three more, like, it's going to be it's gonna <laughs> all over the place. Maybe. No, French bulldogs are the best. They are. They're, it's my favorite. They're awesome. We have the best dogs. Wow. <laughs> We do. They're awesome. Uh, and um, yeah, I uh, I'm launching something within the next. Uh, it's supposed to be by October, um, and I'm just hoping that that business venture goes really well because it could open doors for other things for me, um, which will be beneficial for you know career wise and also obviously financial, which would be fantastic to save for the future because. Maybe I'd like to have a child one day. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. What are some of the things you feel you could work on to be better? Like me personally or like me performance-wise? All the above. <laughs> um, performance-wise, I would say just uh, if embracing the fact of like, okay, just whatever, do MILF stuff. Because when you're you know in our industry... A lot of people don't know this, but if you have breast implants, you're basically already considered like a MILF. So just embracing that and riding that wave and, uh, yeah, mm. having fun with that. Um, personally, I would like to um, get back into going to, like, more meetings and uh, continuing, like, working on my mental health. Um, I think it's really important to always, like, stay centered with your mental health especially with the job that we do in entertainment. Um, and then also with being a, <clears throat> an addict in recovery, like it's really important for me to stay centered because if I don't, then I end up spiraling into other things where it's like ends up being into like ego or, you know, uh, selfish or manipulation or you know, people pleasing, like all these different defects can come out and, I don't want to do that. I just want to be a better person every day, be a better person than I was the day before. 
and continue on. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Any other questions, sir? Yeah, I got a bunch. Okay. They're coming. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> I'm, wait- <laughs> I'm waiting. What's your favorite um what's your favorite place you've ever been? You said Mexico, right? My favorite place I've ever been? No, London. London's my favorite place. London's your favorite place. Like if place. I could yeah, live in London, I would. Yeah. But there's no way I could like live there and do the job that we do because it just would be impossible. Also, my husband will not leave California, so that uh, that ruins that as well. Hey, look, you know. But I, yeah, I love London. We're always, supposed to go there for our honeymoon. Still haven't went on our honeymoon yet. There's always a road where you we guys have, want to start a GoFundMe for our honeymoon. <laughs> there's always a road where we can go to. Uh, we can have homes in various places. That's true. You know I, mean? I could be a part of the five-year plan. Yeah, so that's you know i don't feel like anything's really unattainable you know what i mean yeah it's true just uh, manifesting it and taking action to get there yeah Too so sad. what's your favorite color orange it's been orange since like third grade um but i really love black also i really love uh green is black a color yes is it though mm-hmm. three-fourths of my wardrobe's black the most clothes that I have their color are my porn clothes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it. But, yeah, I really like green. Like, uh, the color of my Jeep is, like, a like a army green. I like that. Do you think from a clothing perspective, like, white's someone's favorite color? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's people out there that like to wear white or love the color white. Yeah, just a weird, you know, because it's such a neutral you know, I don't know. I think it's, I, I don't like the color brown. And I think it's weird when people are like, I love brown. I love wearing what brown. What did the color brown do to you? It just makes me think of poop. Like, I don't like so it. So brown equals poop. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I instantly just think of poop. I'm like, <laughs> why do you want to wear poop? <laughs> what? That's just how I feel. <laughs> That's why I hate when you wear brown. I'm like, no. oh, this is going. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> oh, man. Don't wear poop. What's your favorite thing to do with your friends? Um, it depends. I have a a wide variety of friends. Uh, I have friends who are adventurous and like to do fun shit, uh, like going to different places and you know going like hiking or the beach or um, just different things like that. Open minded. Um, I have friends that just like to chill and go out to eat and walk around town and different things like that. I also have friends who my bestie actually, Michael Boston and I, we go out on the town to West Hollywood and have a blast. I feel at home when I'm in the gay community. Like I feel really at home. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. What's your favorite song? favorite song yeah do you have like a do you have like a theme for right now like do you have a theme for this time in your life no there's so many that's i hate that question because honestly there's millions upon millions of songs no but isn't there like my favorite band's lamb of god so i'll say that yeah but i feel like every time of part of your life there's like a song you could find that goes this tells my story right now um i don't know yeah i don't know maybe maybe we'll just go with AZ rather unique because I'm rather unique, bitch. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. He's dope. 
But it's funny because did you, that, you did, I you put you, did I put you on an AZ? Did no, you do you remember that? I've always liked him. And then you started listening to him and we, I was singing him. And you were like, oh my God, this is how I knew that I loved you. Well, there you was another reason, but I probably rapper? won't say it on air. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that on air. Why? Because <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, it was really cool. It's very rare that, uh, weirdly enough, he's a very uh, underrated artist. I agree. And it's funny to me because like, I always, I always say that I, I always bring up that he's my favorite hip hop artist. And it's funny because I always want to check people who are hip hop fans and see if they actually know who he is. Because mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting to, to see. Because um, then it really gauges where they, what they like eclectically from hip hop. For me, that's always been my. Yeah. Well, my we've take had this, it. we've had this discussion, but like, I feel like hip hop nowadays, as opposed to hip hop, how it was like, nowadays like that's not hip-hop to me like well, at I, all I, I think it's i don't i i used to feel the same way i had that mentality and then i started realizing that it's just like it's what it's evolved into it's just what this it's is evolved what into but is, to me it's like not like the og like well that's good shit but you know and, and then i started understanding as i got older that then i'm that guy that was younger and those people telling me that the music i was listening to was terrible you know, I don't tell people I'm not like this is shit. Like yeah. no, I get I get down to some of the shit. Like I'm like, what's yeah. up? Like I like I mean one guy passed away, but I really like Pop Smoke. I oh, thought he's pretty so dope. Good. So good. You know? He's cool. Yeah. So Dio, Dio. He goes to all the stores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean Any other questions? I feel like you're I'm, like Tom Hanks from, from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Any other questions? Oh my God. When he's like David S. Pumpkins or whatever. David I S. love that. Hello, I'm David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> Any more questions? He's like, Any questions? Yeah. Yeah. So, what made you get in the adult industry? Um, Have you told this on live before? Have you I've told, told this on a million podcasts. I've told this on my own. I've told this in written interviews. Okay, so this isn't, this isn't something you haven't talked about. No, this is something like I've talked about thousands upon thousands of times and I'll put it very short. I was working in nursing. I was miserable working like 70 hours a week, like just completely miserable. I was going for my RN and I was just like, okay, like I thought I wanted to do that and I loved it and I was passionate about it and like, no, I didn't want to. I've always loved porn. I've been a stripper since I was 16 and that was another job I was doing at the time and like seeing different, you know, porn stars and stuff come through and do like the feature dancing, which is something I do now, but, um, and seeing them and like how cool they were, like when I would go talk to them, they were just really kind and they would answer questions if I had questions about different things. And, um, yeah, I just always wanted to do it and I just never got the balls to do it until I was 25. <laughs> so... I'm 32 now and it's been seven years, but I'm here. <laughs> when do you feel the most confident? When do I feel the most confident? Oh. <laughs> Is it bad if I say never? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like what makes you feel the most confident? Um, I don't know. I, I guess that being married. Cause I know you'll never leave me. <laughs> <laughs> no seriously though like what gives you confidence like what makes you feel like i'm 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 feeling good right now like i feel um, like i'm in a good spot and i feel good and i feel like i'm where i need to be and you know just it's it sucks because it's gonna sound like egotistical but like it's not at all like i just uh i really 
enjoy at times if I get, you know, a compliment or just something nice said to me from anybody or like people at work, like, oh, that scene today was killer. Like, you're awesome. It's so good to see you. Nice stuff like that. Like any any type of nice compliment or nice like banter to me, like that makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And obviously if, when I'm like all done up for work, if I have like my hair, my makeup, everything done and I just... Do you think it's hard for you to find your own self-confidence without getting it from other places? Uh, at times, I guess. I've always, uh, I've always struggled with like self-esteem type stuff. It's gotten a lot better though, like throughout the years, especially the longer I'm sober, like the more I really find myself. Um, but yeah, I, I know deep down I'm a good person and I know that you know, I'm worthy and I know that I'm a loyal person and I know that I live with integrity. So by the way, she's right about me, all that. She's that all makes those things. me confident. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say that you are one of the most beautiful and amazing, <laughs> lovely, thanks, honest, sometimes yeah. brutal, sometimes brutal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, I, don't, I don't have a filter. It's, it's gotten better. Yeah. It's like but you are an amazing person Kind of filter and you're beautiful. And you should tell yourself that every day because it's Thanks, true. babe. Yep. I try. I look in the mirror and I'm like, you, God damn, you look good. That's, that, that's the voice. You're the shit. Keep going with it. I want to know who this person is. Well, someone is. commented on my, is that like my Netterson? Someone commented on my YouTube videos and said, I have the most annoying monotone she's ever heard in her life. Oh, that's a good question. And Does that stuff bother you? How do you feel about people making bad comments about you? Online. It doesn't bother me. I actually laugh at it. Like when this person said I have a monotone, I was like, do you know what a monotone is? You mean you talk like this and then we're going to go here? Yeah. So ask me a question. I'll do it. Let's do the monotone. So why do you like living in LA? It's cool. <laughs> I really like living in LA because I get to do so many fun things. I like sun. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Grass is cool. That's a monotone. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I actually had this conversation with someone recently, and um, they were t talking about how uh, the online stuff really affects them. And me personally, like, I cannot. I really, I can't deal with a lot of social media. Like, I use Facebook sometimes for uh, my personal life. I mainly use Instagram and then Twitter. I literally hate Twitter. I get on it. I'll post a few things, maybe comment on something and get off. Like I can't stand Twitter it is one of the most negative social media at, like ever. Like that's why when you get on it, I'm like, oh, just get off of it because it's so negative. And it just sucks. What kind I, of information do you like to take in? Like, do you like to do are there any specific books that you really like to read? Um, I mean, I have many books. We have tons of books on our bookshelf at home. What I really like, uh, I've started liking is audiobooks. Um, the new book I just started, I'd have to like look up the name of it, but it's something dealing with business. So, cause I'm trying to be a really good businesswoman and be super successful. <laughs> so yeah, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I was saying something else to a previous question and I got lost. Oh, the social media stuff. And, um, yeah, so that girl commenting, you know, saying I have a monotone and I'm really annoying and stuff. I, <coughs> I just laugh about it. I just laugh because to me, I wouldn't, I, I just, 
I wouldn't do that to somebody. Like if I seen like something that I disliked, I would just click off and go look at something else. I would never watch a, a video and then go and write something nasty on someone's thing. Number one, why? Number two, you're taking time out of your day to comment something rude or nasty on someone else's hard work or whatever, or their page or whatever. I don't know. Or a, a picture that they put up that they love, that they feel feel beautiful in. And you're like, you're disgusting. Like, Well, unfortunately, I feel like we're in a time period where, um, you know, judgment and uh, saying things about other people because a lot of people are not happy people. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times too, there's a lot of these people aren't even like do anything with their lives. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, they're, like, they're keyboard warriors. If you say something crazy, if they say something crazy to someone on social media and that person actually responds, it like makes their day. Yeah. Like I, I respond, like, I will say this. I have never in my entire life responded to negative stuff on social media. What I have responded to is positive things. Like I, I'll, sometimes I did it yesterday when I get bored or whatever, I'll do like ask me anything on Instagram. And yesterday I was celebrating because I hit a mill. So I was like, oh, I'll just do a few questions. A milli, a milli. Yeah. So <laughs> somebody, uh, someone, <laughs> at, they didn't ask a question, but they wrote on there, um, I didn't want to ask you a question. I just wanted to tell you how much I love you and I appreciate you. You're amazing. And I, 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 I write back to that type of stuff because that to me, like that's beautiful. Someone took time to write something like that. You know what I mean? No, and yeah, it's great. It's just really nice. It's great. I don't know. Sometimes I respond to the negativity with positivity. And yeah. sometimes actually I've had haters become fans, mm. actually. Yeah, I just don't take time. Well, it makes me laugh. My day for like, the negative stuff. That's where my 50 petty shit comes in, you know? Yeah. You know, I just like that. Uh, You know, sometimes they just want to be acknowledged, I feel like. That's all they really want. They just want acknowledgement. Mm. You know what I mean? Make their day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you you go, you do you, boo. <laughs> no, but generally speaking, I try to ignore that stuff. It's really it's really bad and toxic and it's negative and it's, it's pointless. It, but yeah, trying to find the other side of it. Like, God, these people are not happy. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Sad for them. Yeah. I'll say a prayer for them. Asakfakar. <laughs> What? Exactly. Is that, is that your <laughs> prayer? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome, though. I want to say that I'm proud of you because this is a really cool thing you've done here. Oh, the podcast? Yeah. Oh, awesome. It's cool. You know, you just like, I'm doing this. And you're really good at it. You're very good at it. Thank you. I know it, I know. I'm a tough, a tough interview because we were married and we know everything about each other. And it's like, it's not like this new thing you're learning about me well i know but then i think of it from the standpoint of the people that are listening not everyone knows who you are like yes you're a superstar in our business but like not everybody knows you know what i mean they're not they don't follow along to like porn stars like they're just going jerk off and leave like yeah. Just, so yeah i i get it from the standpoint of People are meeting you for the first time, whatever, virtually and or listening to you. Um, yeah. So, and I just have to listen to it and it's okay. You tell the same story. I just have to listen to it. Well, well no, not in a bad way, but I, did, I listened to it. Like, I, By the way, did you know that? Um, what? Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just being an idiot. Um, no, yeah, for sure. But no, I'm 100%. I'm really honored that you actually had me on here 
Well, there's a lot of requests for it, so. That's funny. I'm not that interesting. No, I don't think that it's you being interesting. I think people just want, like, listening to us talk because we don't really do a lot of stuff, like, together, like, this. You know what I mean? And there's only a few scenes of us out there, but, like, we don't really, we don't do interviews and shit together unless we're on red carpet at award shows. That's true. That's true. People just want to hear. So what do you think my good traits are? Your good traits? Yeah. There's many. Um, number one is your loyalty. Uh, number two, your sense of humor. Three, intelligence. <laughs> Four, uh, let's see. Thank you, by the way. That's nice For of what? you to say. <laughs> um, how dedicated you are to things that you do. How hardworking you are. Um yes you're a perfectionist but like i do admire that about you because you're a different perfectionist than i am you don't really like beat the shit out of yourself you kind of just like really just nail down to something and you're like no i'm gonna do it this way da, 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 and you get it done me like when i'm a perfectionist i'm like no ah like i beat the shit out of myself don't get me wrong i've done that too yeah i know but you're at a different point now in your life where it's like yeah yeah thank you yeah and you're also loyal and intelligent. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's more traits. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I don't want to just say four and then they're like, what the fuck? What? Oh, your dick? Yeah, that guy. That's not a trait. <laughs> it's a trait. It's a trait that I was born with. Okay. I'm just playing. It's, it's really not that incredible. It's actually stupid. It's extra medium. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I heard that one time and I was like, I'm totally going to continue. Extra medium? Extra medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a. Uh, that should be what this podcast is called, called Seth Gamble's Extra Medium. Okay. Is that cool? Can we name it that? Sure. All right. The Remember this. The episode is called Seth Gamble's Extra Medium. No, don't name it that. I'm just being an idiot. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I don't take myself all too seriously. I try to um, enjoy I my like life. how generous you are. Mm. Honestly, if I had to name a trait that I would say my best trait is, is I'm overly forgiving. I'm a very forgiving human being. Yes, but also like the flip side of that, like when someone like betrays you, like watch the fuck out. Like you're (laughs) a fucking vampire. Like, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, you know, which is totally fine. I mean, I'm the same way, Like, but I mean, you are very. Uh, yeah, I'd be scared <laughs> to betray you. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, focus. <laughs> that's a great trait. How focused you are. Um, your patience. Uh, I have like that much and you yeah. have like the world. So, yeah. Well, I think it's great because we kind of like even each other out in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah, you definitely take up the patience for sure because I. You've taught me more. I mean that in a good way. <laughs> oh, you have. Fuck? You have taught me more patience. Seriously. What does that mean? It's not a negative thing. It's positive. How have I taught you more? You just have. It's just, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's like you, because at the end of the day, like we both came from a really hard place in life and we did this together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I was getting myself well 
and yeah. then you were getting yourself well and you started getting well after I'd started getting well. Yeah. So I had to like learn to have more patience, more empathy and more understanding. For anyone that doesn't know, um, so my sobriety day is 12, 10, 17. I will have five years in December. Seth's is 2, 15, 17, two? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, 2, 15, 17. So he'll have six years in February, but he just got five. So um yeah i mean proudest accomplishment i mean i don't yeah. even think it's no that's the greatest no it is it's each day like every day is a new day like we take it a day at a time and everything but like you gotta always remember today we're just doing thursday yeah exactly you know what i mean yeah that's why when you ask the five-year question it's like well there's always a plan you always got to make a goal no i know, you know I mean? but i like to do shorter like six months to a year i don't like to do like five years because it's just like that's one thing about you that i'm not like at all like you're very like at the i mean i used to be that way when i was younger but like as i got older not so much you're like you're an impulsive person but like not in like that way where it's like bad but like you like to just do shit randomly you're very yeah. random you're not very it's spontaneous yeah but like sometimes I, it, it goes one way or the other like you'll just be like screw it let's do it or it'll be like you know what i mean but it's pretty cool because at the end of the day it's like in those moments it's like i'm gonna do this thing and i'm gonna do it right now and there's nothing stopping me from doing this thing and it's 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 a uh, it's really cool it's something that i you know sometimes i do and most of the time i don't that's more something you do and that's pretty cool mm. it's pretty awesome thanks shows more uh impulsively spontaneous sometimes yeah i wouldn't say like i don't know impulsive to me is just like ah like just, to me it's just like spontaneous is that like, the definition i'm gonna look that up i don't know i'm, just, I'm really curious now <laughs> yeah that sound is the definition oh you're right impulsive is ah it's true <laughs> it's right there i just saw it mm. that's what it is <laughs> oh man well hey listen hey. i've had a lot of fun doing this you look do you have like any more questions any questions no i don't have any more because pretty much all these other ones are you consider yourself an introvert or extrovert Seth's very much extrovert um i'm both you're extra i'm an introverted extrovert for sure when are you introvert babe how many friends do i have like like close friends how many people do i keep okay. close to me all right like seriously though like do i have a big friend group would you say like do i have a lot of people that i surround myself with or do I surround myself? Close, close? Yeah, do, no. do I let a lot of people super close to me? I wouldn't say I do. I would say that I'm very selective on that. Yeah, I wouldn't consider that an introvert thing, though. I would consider that, like, trust problems or issues. I don't know if it's trust problems or issues. It's just, like, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you want to find those. In my opinion, you want to find those people in life that elevate you. I don't you. know. I'll be honest. Like, I'm an extrovert a thousand percent, but when it comes to letting people, like, super close to me in my inner circle, like you have to like earn my trust like i don't i do not trust easily at all ever yeah no i don't and i don't know if it's so much trust i mean because i have i mean in general i have trusted people and like you've mentioned earlier i'm not a big fan of getting betrayed um uh but at the end of the day it's because that's happened frequently to me um but at the end of the day um i never closed myself off to it i never mm -hmm. closed myself off to allowing people in because i'm scared of it mm -hmm. i try to just like be more mindful on who I allow to, I, I, you know, you want to spend more of time with people before you allow them and be so open. I'm a very open person. Like I'm, I'm just an open book. Like I don't, I know. Have and secrets I've and said shit. things to you about that before. Like, Hey, tone it down a little. Cause like, you're very, very open with like whoever. Well, cause I have like, you know, to be honest with you and I have to thank, you know, that's the gifts of sobriety was one of the gifts for me is I don't have shame. 
No, it's not about having shame, but it's just about having like, you know, we're, yes, we work in entertainment, we're public figures, but on the other aspect of things, like we also have our personal lives and some of it d- doesn't need yeah, to I be Yeah, I mean, I'm not public. going into some details that, you, that you're that you saying. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to that degree, but what I mean is like, what I noticed about this time period we're in, especially mm-hmm. with the culture we're in, it's... Uh, there's a lot of people that are getting called out, right? So in my mind, if you just call yourself out, you are literally just, you own your shit. You know what I mean? Like own who you are on a regular basis. Because if you don't own who you are, then everybody else is going to own you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to get owned. 100%. You know, and, and I, I don't, I, I think I'm a big proponent, especially when, when I first got sober, I was very open about that. You know, it's, it's not a lot of people are. and It's understandable. I'm just very open about it because... You know, maybe someone hears me at some point and it inspires them or maybe it's just like I just know what I went through. And like I was such a train wreck that mm-hmm. I truly believe that like if I can do that shit, so can someone else because I was so oh, bad. A thousand percent. You yeah. know, so same here. there's a lot about that. that I. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there blacking out and, you know, hating their lives and being suicidal. And look at me today. And from what I understand, drugs aren't even that good anymore. They're all cut with crazy shit. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, what happened to good old fashioned clean drugs? You know, <laughs> whatever happened to this stuff? <laughs> what happened to the meth? It doesn't make you like totally tweak out and mm. OD. That's crazy. Like, damn it. They ruined the meth for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, no, there's more questions on that. Let me, let me get that. Let me get your little thing, your little sauce packet. I want to see the saucy That's packet. That's not a sauce packet. It's a sauce questions packet. my assistant typed up. So what's your favorite kind of sauce? <laughs> Do you like hot sauce? My favorite type of sauce would be Chick-fil-A sauce. That shit's fire. Who's your favorite adult film star? I didn't answer that question. You could ask me that question. My favorite? Yeah. Jada Stevens. Jada Stevens is your favorite adult I film star. I love Jada. What does she I do that makes her your favorite? I look up to Jada tremendously. Um, she's an amazing performer, but I just... I like her as a person. I like how real and honest she is always and uh, genuine. She's just genuine. Like she's the same, like no matter what. And I, I really admire that. So you admire her as a human being, but what makes you admire being, her as a porn star? Like I just said, she's a phenomenal performer. Like she's nasty as fuck. She's good at what she does. Like I've never seen a scene of hers where I was bored. Like it's. Are you a big porn watcher? Do you like to watch this stuff? I used to before I started doing it. Now I just watch hentai when I jerk off. Yeah. Is this, so this is who you look up to. This is who you emulate. This is who you you strive to. You 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 you. And the, and as far as the business goes yeah. for a female, definitely a hundred percent. I have some of those too. I have people like that. I know. Manuel. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, Manuel. He's the goat. <laughs> well, Manuel's the goat. But yeah. it, you know, as a performer, like you can't really like technically and and basically the way he. You know, I've always looked at him like, okay, this guy just technically does the job to perfection, but he yeah. also, every girl he works with, he connects with. And I think that's what makes a great male performer. Yeah. Doing both of those things is like the most important thing. And I it's think it's different. All- yeah. When you're asking a question about female versus male, like, yeah. it's way different. Like I, the way you guys do things is different than the way we yeah. do. I feel like it's kind of a lost art though. You know, I feel like that's not really, uh, I think the time period that I was in when I came in, I was just fortunate enough to be around that where you came in and you were taught. And I feel like it's not worse now, but it's different, right? So a lot of guys that come in the industry now 
are uh, they're thrown to the wolves but they're also like they're fucking thrown to the wolves they're also like they come in as content creators so like my first time on camera was on camera in front of 10 people yeah you know so you come in you can perform in in your room with a cell phone (laughs) and then you come to set and you're like this ain't the same and you have 10 people 15 people watching you someone telling you when to come someone telling you what positions to do yeah I mean my advice to any guys coming in is like yo just take your ego out of it you know throw (laughs) that thing out the fucking door and come in and will be willing to learn and because it's not just about like fucking no it's really not it's not my job as a male performer is truly about being the anchor to the women that i work with i am just like i am the vase to the flower that's all i am right it's what i am there to do right so well you're the flower you know going into the vase no, I think, well, the flower is the beautiful part, right? We're just the fucking, we're the I thing know, you put in I know, it was a it. sexual joke yeah, about the stem so of th- the flower. In, in, th- in the ass. Stupid. <laughs> no, obviously we're the flowers. Well, no. You're it's, the ugly vase. But it's it's true. It's 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 what it is. So when we, you I'm know. i kidding, you're when, not ugly. You know, and then what happens is it's like, it's like what we talk about, like being, you know, one thing we talk about in sobriety is like, you know, if you're, if you start doing things for others and being there for others, Uh, you know, the things you want will come to you, right? That's kind of the idea of it. Like Mm -hmm. your life will unfold. I feel like there's a lot to say about being a male performer in that aspect, right? Because I feel like my career has blossomed not because I was trying to get myself in a good position, but it's blossomed because I've constantly tried to make everybody else around me better. It's Mm -hmm. never been about me. You know what I mean? And when you can do that and you do this every time you go to work, time will then it will then blossom your career in my opinion that's just how i see it and also you got to as a male or a female performer um there's it factor that that comes into play right you have to have an it factor and it's not going just, back to who i look up to jada yeah. she has an it factor yeah. like there's no there's not another girl that's like jada do you feel like, there's a difference between a porn star and someone who does porn a thousand percent someone just wrote a tweet about this yesterday and i was like facts because the thing is a lot of girls are coming in who have done OnlyFans or like we said, you're they're shooting with a fucking cell phone in their room and they're like, I'm a porn star. Like, no. Porn star is someone who has been in over like five hundred professional films. Five hundred. I would say that's the number for a star f- more than five hundred or more. Really? I, I I don't know about that. I think I think, I think so, that number's for a little, sure. Well because anyone that's a star shoots a lot and they have five hundred or more. And they last, if you're a female and you make it past three years and you have, you know, a good amount of scene, like you're, you've made it, in my opinion. All girls who don't make it past three, like they don't, they're, they're gone. I don't know. I, I, I they just, end up just, you know. Either, maybe you're right. I don't know if it's a time thing. I think it's I just, don't know. I think it's a, I think honestly, it's, if I, I think c- it has to, uh, from the back end of things too, you know, I think it goes to like uh, lists from companies, like, who are the top requested people? Uh, you know, some some companies are going by like Pornhub rankings, which I don't really like, but whatever. Um, just because the reason I don't like that is because there are millions of people on there and not all of them do professional porn like we do. So it's just the rankings are all weird because it has people that shoot it in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. So, I but, just, um, yeah, I think what when you said about the number of or sell, times. Or people that sell, stuff like yeah. that. Well, I think I think it's it, it's weird to say because it's like it's it, things have changed, right? Because it's like, what is the exact like quota of what makes you a porn star? And everyone has their own opinion. Exactly, but I think so. it does take you to be able to be a versatile person when it comes to being on film, and also 
the fact that like if I put if I put a female on a box cover, she should sell the shit out of that movie. If you if if that person isn't doing that, then they they can't be considered a porn star because they're not selling it. Because yeah. that's why you put certain people on box covers or girls get put on box covers at all. Either you're trying to make them like the company's trying to, you know, build someone or you've been built and you're now a selling point. Like, for example, like Angela White and Emily Will, those girls are porn stars. Like you can't deny if you put one of those girls on your movie, it's going to sell like crazy. It just does. You see their yeah. engagement on social media. You see what their value is. It's yeah. like you grow value based on those things. It's like even fan voting. You can see that from value and then you see what makes you a porn star, what makes you a star in general, not just yeah. the word porn in front of it, right? Yeah. And it's an it factor that it takes. So you have to have that thing and, and you can't, you're not, you don't learn that thing. That thing is just something you have. Yeah, you know? for sure. So, but uh, also what are, what are, who's, are there any people in your life that truly impact you? People in my life that truly impact yeah, me? Yeah, like impact you, like actually are people like mentors. Do you have mentors? Who mentors you? No one really mentors me. I mean, I have a sponsor in the program that I'm in, but uh, I wouldn't say that they're a mentor. Um, yeah, I don't really have a mentor. Someone I do look up to is like you, obviously, because you've been through more things than me in life. You've been alive two years longer, but also you've been sober longer. And also even before this sobriety, you had attempted sobriety prior so you have that relapse experience as well, which I do not, but I admire the fact that you got back in and I've seen your entire journey, obviously, because I've been with you the whole time. But um, yeah, it's, no, I, I'm you're not, not my mentor, but I, I definitely, you inspire me to be you know, a better human being, which is one reason why I wanted to spend my life with you. Cause you Thank wanna, you. I wanna be with That's someone nice who like elevates me or like, you know, we grow together and stuff. Blow, like, I want to blow through the fucking like ceiling. Like, I don't want to just like stop here. Like, I want to keep going. Yeah, there's no, there shouldn't be a ceiling. Yeah, I, I believe in mentors. I think they're important. I, I think that you need them. Yeah. I think you know. I guess I'm searching for mine. Yeah, I mean, I have a few, and um, <laughs> and sometimes they're not people you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's someone like a, you know, like I have a few that I know. Like I would say, Axel's a mentor to me. Mm -hmm. I would say that. Mark Davis was a mentor to me. I would say that, you know, Hasham's a mentor to me. Mm -hmm. And you guys don't know who that is, but she does. And uh, I would say there's people in that write books that are mentors to me. You know, people I'm willing to learn from and not think I know the Alan answer. Alan Watts. Alan Watts and yeah. Abraham Hicks and, yeah, Alan you know, Watts is great. there's a lot of people, people in business. It's like, you got to look at people and understand in life for me personally, I believe I have to like find people that know more than me and be willing to listen and take that suggestion. And sometimes that's just, sometimes for me, for many years, I just try to learn, like, I try to learn for myself based on my own experiences, but that's a lot harder to do. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, most of us try that route. Like, that's the route I took. I took many years of my life where I literally just wanted to be like, I got this, and I did not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I learned from it. So, you know, at the end of the day, but I think mentors are important. It, as I got older, I realized how important it was because, you know, it gets exhausting when you're learning from so many of your own mistakes. Mm. So, yeah. I guess I'll search for a mentor. <laughs> I wasn't saying that it was bad that you didn't no, have one. I know it's okay. I really, you know, I should have somebody, but I don't. 
Yeah. I'll be your mentor, I've, babe. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go get mentored right now. Oh, God. Good Thank you for uh, watching the sauce. Stupid. I'm going to go uh, give her some now. And, uh, that's what husbands are for. Stupid. <laughs> All right, are you done? you have anything else? I'm, I'm done. I've been okay. done. I was just trying to make this fun. Keep going. We oh, had some weird thanks. We had some weird quiet I moments. I think it's we'll been over an hour, so these people hopefully are. You get what you finally wanted? Is this what you wanted? Huh? Did you get it? Huh? Huh? Okay. Please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and any uh, websites or anything you want to plug uh, coming up. All that jazz. You can find me on Instagram at Seth Gamble PS and on Twitter at Seth Gamble Triple X. And that's not a three or an X. It's S E T H G A M B L E X X X. I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Sometimes I talk to people on there. Sounds like a radio host or and strip club fans. DJ. I'm telling my stuff. Okay. Just Only talk normal. <laughs> God. Onlyfans.com, Seth Gamble, XXX. Um, please go uh, look at wicked.com. Wicked.com. Yes. Or adulttime.com. Or evilangel.com. There's a lot of sites that uh, we have in the Gamma world and uh, Gamma Films Group. And... Mm -hmm. um, Check all those out if you want to see new updated content of me and myself. Pure Taboo, Girls Way. All that stuff. PureTaboo.com, GirlsWay.com. I'm not on GirlsWay.com yet, but uh, maybe one day. I am. It's a dream of mine. That's scissoring. That's what that is. But yes, please, please go to Wicked.com and check out Deranged starring the wonderful Kenzie Taylor and Tommy Pistol. And money coming soon in about, I don't know, it'll probably already be out by the time this comes out. So you can come see that. Yeah, it's a very interesting a project, and then I have two more series coming out that I uh, I'm excited about, and you'll see them as they come. And you can't say the titles, correct? I don't want to. Okay. I like right. I like the I like the anticipation. Okay. All right, it, everyone. So on. go follow him on Instagram, Seth Gamble PS or Seth Gamble Pss. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Seth Gamble Triple X. Uh, follow me on Twitter, the Kenzie Taylor Instagram, the Kenzie Taylor. My podcast Instagram is the Sauce Podcast underscore. And please like, comment, subscribe if you liked this. I appreciate you all, and I will see you next time at the Sauce. Bye. <laughs>